Hey, how's it going? It is Wednesday, November 2nd. Jiminy Crickets, it was July just yesterday. <laughs> Seems like, anyway. Anyway, yeah, here we are, holiday season. Did you have a good Halloween? Or did you turn the lights off and hide? That's what we did. <laughs> no, not really. Yeah, we had a good Halloween. Uh, but the day after Halloween yesterday, that marked the beginning of the holiday season, I imagine. My wife has already got the turkey for Thanksgiving. Then Christmas, right after that. Then, then we, then we get to the down downhill stretch, headed towards spring, and we got January, February, and March to contend with. Now, I know you people up north, yeah, you're you're feeling winter. Uh, winter has started for you already. A lot of you, you know, I've seen, I've I've watched the weather. Here we're still hanging around the seventies in the daytime, getting down in the forties at night. We have nothing to complain about. I understand that. But what are we at now? Yeah, we're going to be 77 a day. And we're going to drop down to 60s on Saturday. Oh, 50s next Friday. So we're getting there. Enjoy it while we can. I like to take the boat out, but the problem is the lakes, they're, 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 they're way, way down. And there's one lake, Sugarloaf Lake, that I like to, it's just down the road from me. Forget it. It's it's over. It'll be it'll be next summer maybe after the rainy season before we can put a boat in there again. They drained it, and I guess they do that every six years or so. But anyway, enough of that. This is the FBTV podcast. You can hear it on using your favorite podcasting app. You can also watch the video version of the podcast on YouTube. Just go to our YouTube channel. It's going to be youtube.com forward slash freight broker TV. That should get you there. Go to our website, FreightBrokerTV.com. Today is November 2nd. It's uh, Cookie Monster Day. Eat Smart Day. Deviled Egg Day. I'm not making this up. That's You, you, can, you can fact check me on that, and you'll see that I'm correct. Matter of fact, uh, November, if I'm not mistaken, is Pasta Month. Somebody comes up with this stuff. I, I guess there's a way, if you want a day, you just... There's just got to be a place you can register your day. I don't know. Beats me. Today's impossible question. We waited way late last week to get to the uh, impossible question. Let's get to it early. 21% of millennials are going into debt because of this. 21% of millennials. All right. 21% of millennials are going into debt because of this. When I first saw that, it went against everything that I had been reading about millennials lately. So you might be surprised. Where's my pen? There we go. We'll come back to that. If you haven't, you're looking for a Christmas present, man. We got them for you. The uh, FBTV coffee mug. Can you see that? Yeah, you're not seeing it on the podcast, obviously. But if you're watching the video podcast on YouTube... You're seeing it. I held up the coffee mug. You can get that on our website, FreightBrokerTV.com. Matter of fact, you got questions or you want to contact us or whatever, feel free to do so. Go to FreightBrokerTV.com. We have forms all over the website. You can email me at FBTV at FreightBrokerTV.com. 
even send a Skype to us. Uh, just open your Skype app. Do a search for uh, Freight Broker TV, FBTV. You'll find us. All right. Our topic today, we got topics, we got news, we got all kinds of stuff we're going to be talking about. Fuel and spot rate update coming up. But our topic today uh, is we're going to be answering a YouTuber. Uh, we got a uh, question the other day on our YouTube channel. And we're going to be, it's a, the, the question, I'll just tell you, what happens if the carrier starts a brokerage and gets business from the customer? Good question. Yeah, we'll be talking about that in a little bit. What else is going on? Anything? If it's your birthday today, happy birthday to you. You're in, I'd say, pretty good company. Remember Dr. Moonlight Graham from the movie Filled the Dreams? Burt Lancaster played that role. He was born on this date back in 1913. Ray Watson, Spicoli's nemesis in Fast Times at Ridgemont High. Remember him, Mr. Hand? He was born on this date back in 1914. Stephanie Powers. Now, if that name rings a bell to you, it's because you got to think back. The TV show back 70s, 80s, maybe? Heart to Heart. She's having a birthday today. And Ross Geller from Friends. <laughs> He's having a birthday. He's uh, born on this day back in 1966. So happy birthday to them and you if you're having a birthday. If you got a birthday coming up or a loved one you want us to... Uh, Say hi to them during the podcast. Let us know. Let us know. We'll, we'll do that. You can do that from our website or emailing us, obviously. New study, is stress contagious? Stress, is it contagious? In one study, the answer was yes. People who were observing people all stressed out tended to get stressed as well. I get that. That makes sense. Stress begets stress. What else? Ah, another new study. <laughs> two minutes of exercise. Two minutes. Just two minutes of intense exercise a day could add years to your life. Could. <laughs> could. Avatar. Did you ever watch that movie? I did, but it took me a long time. I never... I thought, nah, I'm not going to like that. I just don't see it happening. All that CGI stuff. CGI sometimes is okay in the movies, but yeah, anymore, it's all the time. But Avatar, I don't know. I was sitting around. I thought, well, my granddaughter might like that movie. I'll go ahead and get it. It was really a pretty good movie. Pretty good. I enjoyed it. I haven't watched it again, but I got it. Probably will someday. Anyway, they got a sequel. It's on the way to the uh, three theaters. It's going to be called Avatar, The Way of Water. And if you think you're, you want to get a big drink, eh, probably not. <laughs> this puppy is three hours and ten minutes long. I don't remember how long the other one was. But it was pretty good, pretty lengthy, too. Wolverine, remember that movie? Well, rumors are going around that Daniel Radcliffe, yep, same one from the Harry Potters, he's going to be playing the part. Who played that last? Hugh Jackman, wasn't it? Hugh Jackman played that part? All right, here's one for you. Halloween just passed. Halloween parties all over the place. Had a Halloween party this past weekend in California. A man was arrested for drunken and disorderly conduct. And... Uh, he was dressed as a bottle, bottle of fireball. 
Ah, well, it is what it is. What happened here? Okay, today in history, uh, this date back in 2004, uh, President Bush elected to a second term. I remember that one. That's John Kerry. He was running against John Kerry, that second term. Uh, 1959, there's a movie made about this. I forget the name of the movie, but Charles Van Doren, game show contestant. He admitted to a House subcommittee that he had been given answers in advance of what, uh, of when he appeared on the NBC game show 21. I remember that. I saw that movie. The guy in, uh, ah, shoot. Uh, oh, brother, where art thou? Pete, 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 we thought you were a frog. Pete, Pete was in that movie. He played uh, Charles Van Doren, if I'm not mistaken. 1947, Howard Hughes. This day back in 1947, Howard Hughes pilots his huge wooden flying boat, Spruce Goose. One flight, first and last, Long Beach Harbor in California, lasted only a minute, but it, it got off, it, it got in the air, about two feet. I don't know. There's video of it. And on this date back in 1889, North Dakota became the 39th state. South Dakota, the 40th. And they still ain't happy about that. <laughs> All right. Enough fun. Let's get to the uh, nitty gritty. We'll get back to fun in a little bit. All right. FBTV Fuel and Spot Rate update for the week of October 30. Oh, what a trip. Things are starting to look weird. Fuel's weird. Okay, fuel's weird. Matter of fact, I meant to bring up an article. I didn't didn't have time to get it. I've been seeing things on the internet. Diesel shortage. It's going to be bad. No diesel. Can you spare a square type situation? I have no squares or squares to spare. Remember that from Seinfeld? Let's come up a couple of times this week. And you'd be surprised how many people don't recognize the reference. <laughs> Some of you probably didn't either. Anyway, it's an episode from Seinfeld. But anyway, back to the diesel. Diesel's high. And a lot of that has to do from uh, the election of a couple of years ago. I mean, there's no getting around that. Even the people that want to argue the point, they have a pretty good idea that, uh, yeah. Their guy has a lot to do with it. But uh, these videos coming out, talking about running out of diesel, I don't buy it. Put it this way, if we ran out of diesel, yeah. Yeah, there, there needs to be some changes real quick. Real fast. Matter of fact, next week you can make all the changes you want to. Stop all this silliness. But that's still going to take time. You know what I mean? But anyway. All right, looking at the fuel prices, diesel fuel prices, EIA, AAA. We're going to be looking at the prices now. Uh, what uh, EIA is showing, what AAA is showing. We're going to go back a year and two years like we always do. Diesel, 532 a gallon. How silly. I mean, seriously, come on. There's no reason for that. It's down two cents, though. Down two cents from last week. <laughs> Man, when it's, when it's 532, when it's, in the, when it's over five, it, 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 two cents don't make a heck of a lot of difference. You know what I mean? AAA has it down to 531. 
down a penny from last week, according to uh, AAA. Same period a year ago. One year ago, right now, you could get diesel for three seventy-three a gallon. Oh, the good old days. Just a year ago. Go back a year further, back in 2020, you could get it for $2.37 a gallon. It's sad when the good old days was just a couple of weeks ago. <laughs> you know what I mean? Just not that far ago. Gasoline, three seventy four a gallon, up three cents from last week. AAA has it at three seventy seven, up a penny from last week. Same period a year ago, three twenty eight a gallon for uh, gasoline. Go back two years, two o two a gallon, two o two, two years, two o two. Unbelievable. Spot rates. Let's look at uh, spot rates. Uh, pretty much holding steady van. Looks like uh, down 3%, flatbed down 4%. Not 4%, I should be saying uh, van rates are down 0.3%, flatbed down 0.4%, refrigerated down 1.1%, pretty much identical to uh, what we went over last week. Spot rates from uh, last month, vans uh, 243, down a couple of pennies, flatbed down 3 cents, down to 288, refrigerated down 3 cents, down to 281. And what about the uh, fuel surcharge? Fuel surcharges, flatbed. Average fuel surcharge for a flatbed load, 81 cents per mile. Dry van, 68 cents per mile. Refrigerated, 74 cents per mile. Uh, the average overall fuel surcharge, all equipment, flatbed, dry van, and refrigerated, 74 cents per mile. So there you have it. We do that every week as well. Break it down for you. That's the FPT fuel and spot rate update for the week of October 31st. All right, let's look at the news for a moment. Trucking and transportation news. You want to avoid I-40 at the Tennessee-North Carolina state line for the next few years. <laughs> I said years. That's an official warning, too. A stretch of Interstate 40 at the Tennessee-North Carolina State line over there by Asheville, I'm thinking. Uh, Going to be a mess, man, for two years until 2024. That's what they uh, say. North Carolina Department of Transportation announced last Friday that crews are going to begin replacing aging bridges along I-40, roughly halfway between the Tennessee-North Carolina state, yeah, state line, and Asheville starting this month, November. And it says they probably won't be finished until 2024. So expect 2025. No? <laughs> we know how this road construction goes. Same rule applies. You know, if you're in transportation, there are two seasons. Summer and construction. Or winter and construction. There you go. Anyway, the construction work will take place between November and May. Well, they're going to knock off between May and November then. But no, between November and May through May 24, with all lanes temporarily opening in 2023 between June and October, until then, North Carolina DOT says that I-40 will be down to one lane in both directions for two miles between exit 20 and mile marker 18 in Haywood County once November hits, and November has hit. The constancy, yeah, we did that, uh, Knox County, yep, yep, yep. North Carolina DOT urges truckers to avoid detours. They got detour routes posted for cars. 
But the North Carolina DOT is advising trucks to eh, eh, don't do it. Avoid them. Stay on I-40 if traveling west to Tennessee because there are no safe truck routes through the mountains past Asheville. All right. Remember that. I know somebody's going to somebody somebody's going to follow a GPS. You know it's going to happen and they're going to and they're going to be on YouTube. It's going to happen. Anyway, don't. I-40. Tennessee North Carolina state line, be prepared. Going to be construction now through May until 2024. All right, today, today and today only if you are in Iowa at specific way stations, you can get a free lunch. No enforcement activity at the uh, Iowa Motor Truck Association, IMTA. Going to be showing appreciation for truck drivers by handing out free boxed lunches at select way stations. That's happening today. Going to be starting around 11 o'clock this morning, Iowa's Central Time. IMTA will supply truckers with free lunch at the following locations while supplies last. See, that's the tricky part. If, they're get, if you're pulling in for lunch, no inspections. That's what they say. No enforcement activities. Let me put it that way. No enforcement no inspections and no enforcement. But if you pull in and they're out, uh-oh. <laughs> I'm here for the free lunch. There ain't none. Anyway, Dallas County Scale on I-80 eastbound, mile marker 115. Brandon Scale, I-380 southbound, mile marker 53. Salix scale, I-29 southbound, mile marker 132. And as in years past, no enforcement activities. You just literally drive on through, and they say, let us thank you with a free meal and a handshake, according to IMTA. So now you know. If you're up there in Iowa, be looking for a free lunch. 11 o'clock, that's when it starts. All right. This is kind of odd. Well, we're, we're barreling close to 2023. Going to be all kinds of broker issues going to be heating up, they say. A couple of them. And you can read the whole article. I got this from OIDA. Yeah, thought it was kind of flaky. But OIDA, OIDA, OIDA TIA, all of, all of these organizations that have paid members, yeah, they're going to do stuff that, Lights a fire under their membership or their members, you know, as far as that goes. I get it. It's not a big deal. A couple of broker issues they brought up in this article. Uh, the, the title of the article says uh, broker issues to heat up in 2023. First one they talk about is uh, broker financial responsibility. They're back to talking about the $75,000 bond again. And I'm scratching my head on this one. Uh, because they say prompted by 2012's moving ahead and for progress in the 21st Century Act, <laughs> FMCSA published a 2018 advance notice of proposed rulemaking that aimed aimed to revoke the license of a broker whose bond falls below 75,000. Yeah, it's always been that way. If the if the broker doesn't replenish the bond, the authority is revoked. Even when it's $10,000 bond, yeah, if uh, you, 
you had a two thousand dollar claim, you got to put that two thousand dollars back immediately. There is no. I'll pay you back in time. No, it's got to go back. Same thing with seventy five. I don't know what the thing is here. Uh, what are they going to say? In 2018, notice FMCSA said it was considering an approach where it would be immediately suspended, where the bond or, yeah, the authority would immediately be suspended for freight brokers or a freight forwarder. When it receives notice from the surety or trust fund provider that a payout has occurred, where the financial security is less than 75000 I don't get it. I guess there's something I'm not reading here or seeing, but uh, yeah, that's the rule now. That's, you know, the broker has to maintain that bond at all times. The bonding company, you know, they pay out a bond. They, they expect you to pay that money back immediately. It's just now they're just going to report it quicker, it looks like. I don't know. it. And the other, uh, the other item that uh, was in this article is that broker transparency thing again. 2020, I petition FMT, FMCSA to begin the rulemaking process for more transparency. And what that amounts to, uh, OIDA is wanting brokers to tell the uh, trucking company what they're being paid by the customer so the trucking company can make a decision if uh, they're not making enough money from what they agreed to move the load for. Isn't that weird? I think so. It is what it is. You know, the broker's doing their business. Trucking company's got to be doing theirs. They're trying to make the broker do the business for the trucking company. I also read an article around, it's been a, it's been a while back. And in that article, there were guys from major load boards talking about how trucking companies don't like to negotiate. And they even went as far to say brokers don't like to negotiate either. I don't know where they got that information. <laughs> that's that's what we do, man. That's what that's what trucking companies do. That's what brokers do. We negotiate. We negotiate all the time. And why somebody would come out and <clears throat> say something like that that's in the industry blows me away. CFR 371.3 already requires that brokers keep records of each transaction with the carrier. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I mean, you can have C CFR 371.3 saying, yes, you must keep records, but believe me, a broker has enough sense to, to know they got to keep records. Anything can happen. And believe me, it usually will. But anyway... That's the news this week. We're going to be watching 2023, the broker financial responsibility. Again, it makes no sense. And the broker transparency. That's one of those things to light a fire under their membership, if you ask me. But it is what it is. All right. Still thinking about the uh, impossible question? Where'd it go? I moved it. Here it is. Well, I said it was. What did I do with it? Hold on. I got to. Oh, it's right here. The impossible question. What happens? Uh, no, 21% of millennials are going to going into debt because of this. I think the uh, answer is going to surprise you. We'll get to that before we finish up today. All right. YouTube Q&A. That's our uh, topic today. 
We had a comment come in the other day on uh, one of our YouTube videos. And it was a pretty good question. I mean, it really was. If, if you're not familiar with the industry, it is a good question. Hey, you know. Uh, he says, what happens if the carrier starts a brokerage and gets business from the customer? What happens if you, the, the trucking company moves a load for you and they start working with the customer? Hmm? That is a pretty good question. You think about it. I mean, why does a broker want a broker if, you know, he's going to give a load to a trucking company and tomorrow that trucking company is going to start soliciting business from that customer? All right. A trucking company, a trucking company, when they go to move a load for a broker, they, they, they just don't call the broker, say, hey, yeah, I'll take the load, and it's a done deal. It just don't work that way. There's, there's due diligence involved. Due diligence involves the broker sending the carrier, what is known as a carrier package. It's going to have all the uh, documentation in it that the carrier will need, that's going to be the broker-carrier agreement, and we'll get back to that in a minute. The broker's authority, their property broker surety bond, and they're going to send over a lot of times a blank W-9 just to remind the carrier that they need to send the broker back a completed W-9. <clears throat> now let's go back to that broker-carrier agreement. That broker-carrier agreement, that's, that's known as a continuing contract, the legal term for it. The broker-carrier agreement, it has everything in there to, should be to protect the uh, broker as well as protect the uh, carrier. So it's laid out, black and white. I've seen these uh, broker-carrier agreements be a single page. I've seen them be 10, 15, 20 pages, but they all pretty much do the same thing. Now, to answer the question specifically, there's a no-back solicitation clause contained in that agreement. In other words, when the uh, trucking company signs it, they've also uh, agreed to not back solicit that customer according to the terms of that agreement. It could be for 12 months, 18 months, whatever. In other words... Any load they get from that customer for the next 12 to 18 months, 24 months, whatever it says in that uh, contract, has to come from the broker. They can't work with that company direct. You see what I mean? They can't just, they can't take your load today and start working that customer tomorrow. Just doesn't work that way. Does it happen? Yes. Something you should be worried about? <clears throat> no. Now, have I ever caught a carrier doing that? Yes. How did I handle it? I had the attorney send them a letter. <laughs> that pretty much stopped it right there. <clears throat> there is a financial penalty there if they do move a loan where they have to pay broker money, and that's different in every contract. But if you get caught, yes, it can turn, it can turn ugly. But usually... At least in my situation, the way I've always done it, and it hasn't happened maybe a handful of times in, in 20, 25 years plus. Just get the lawyer to send the letter. Hey, this guy's uh, back soliciting my customer. Okay. You know, that trucking company gets a 
a letter from a lawyer, yeah, it puts a little bit of fear in them, you know, because they think, hey, we can do this. We can get away with it, blah, 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 blah. That stops it right there. So no biggie. Now, what happens if uh, they go out there and start a brokerage? I guess you'll never know if they're working with your customer, will you? Because there's no paperwork leading back to either one of them. You see what I mean? It's a separate entity. It's a separate company. It'd be just like, okay, I'm broker A, but there's a broker B out there. They contact the same customer and they start working with that customer. Now, why does it not matter to you? Simply because if you've got a relationship with that customer, and this is how I caught the uh, carriers, you know, trying to back solicit my freight is because of the relationship I had with my customers. They'd let me know. Hey, you remember that truck you sent in here a couple of weeks ago? Yeah, they called me yesterday. Yeah, if you, the, this is a business of relationships. You got to build them. You know, we talk about that in training a lot. Got to build a relationship. I mean, from the very first phone call you make to that potential customer, at that time, they're only a prospect, but from that very first call, you got to be working on building the relationship. You, you've got to have that in the back of your mind all the time. I've got a new client. She is learning uh, how to broker and uh, she was in customer service and she gets it, you know, that customer service. How you got to build that relationship makes life a lot easier on everyone. But what I'm getting at, if you're a broker, what you're focused on, what you're trying to, you're not coming in every day crossing your fingers, crossing your toes, hoping that you're going to move a load today. Now, when you get, when you get out of the startup period and you're, you're out there working as a freight broker on a day-to-day -day basis, you've built lanes, you've got loads, you know, you're going to make money on. You've got loads that, uh, you've already told the customer. Hey, anytime that load comes up, I'll take care of it. You, because you know you can get a truck for those loans. It doesn't happen overnight. It takes time. You got to build the relationship. You got to, you, you know, you know that, that's one thing we talk about in training. Is you got to have a quantity of customers so you can have a quantity of loads so you can start figuring out what's what. What loads will be making your phone ring. Which ones don't? Which ones have good rates? Which ones don't? What destinations are trucking companies interested in? Which ones aren't? Get the idea. It's, it's a process. <clears throat> That's why I say anybody that wants to be a broker, anybody can do this. It's a matter of if you do it correctly or not. And if you give yourself enough time, you know, you're, you're not going to start brokering tomorrow and start making money next week. Just, you know, not real money. Not continuous money. You may, you know, you, everybody gets lucky. You, you could start tomorrow and make a thousand dollars this week. I mean, that's far fetched. Don't hold me to that because that that's not reality <laughs> by any means of the word. But you could. But you, it's not going to be sustained. You, you see what I mean? You got lucky. You know, guy told me a long time ago. You've heard me say this. Say this before. He said, you know. It's funny how lucky I get, the harder I work. The luck, the, uh, the harder I work, the luckier I get. You know what I mean? So there you go. Yeah, if you want to learn more about Taltoa, T-A-L-T-O-A, we're a uh, transportation and logistics consulting and training firm. 
We specialize with freight brokers, freight broker agents, trucking companies seeking to add more revenue to their operation by adding a freight brokerage. And you don't have to go out and get a freight broker license to do this. We always recommend start out as an agent. Anyway, check us out, Taltoa.com, T-A-L-T-O-A.com. We have all kinds of packages from self-study that start at under $300 going up to uh, $2,000. We have packages available that is uh, in-depth, hands-on, live, or on-demand training, followed by you being able to enter our mentorship program. That's where you're going to be able to start your freight broker operation as a freight broker agent through us under our licensed brokerage. So you can begin gaining the experience, building a customer base. And hey, if you move loads, you're going to be paid too. A broker agent is, they make their money just like, just, just like a uh, broker, a brokerage with a license off the profit on the load. The profit is the difference between what the customer paid you to move the load and what you paid the truck. See what I mean? Standard commission for an agent, 60%. Yeah, you're going to see some brokers saying they pay 70%, 75%. I've even seen it as high as 80. But it's been my experience when they start getting up that high, you have to jump through hoops. They throw it out there because they know you'll never make it to that level. And if you do, woohoo, <laughs> you know. Anyway, check us out. You got to get, you see a package you like. Yeah, we have pay as you go options. That's where you make a minimum down payment and uh, you pay as you go. Simple as that. You know, a couple of packages. Find a package you like. You got questions about it. Feel free to call me 479 668 All right. What else? You know, we've not done this. Strange laws. There are strange laws everywhere. Like Fargo, North Dakota. This law is still on the books. In Fargo, North Dakota, one can be jailed <laughs> for wearing a hat while dancing. Or even for wearing a hat to a function where dancing is taking place. So if you're in Fargo, North Dakota, Fargo, uh, William H. Macy, we, we, <laughs> we know Fargo. Anyway, Fargo, North Dakota, if you wear a hat any place there's dancing or wild dancing, you might go to jail. Keep, keep that in mind. These, these, these are strange laws. They're still on the books. I'm sure they don't enforce them. I hope not. All right. Natoma, Kansas. If a man is wearing a striped suit, you cannot throw a knife at him. Any other suit's okay. A striped suit? No, you can't throw a knife at him. All right? And in Arizona. Oh, my gosh. It's illegal to hunt camels. Okay, no camel hunting in Arizona. So if you're out and about, you're hunting for whatever you hunt for in Arizona. Park ranger comes up. Hey, what, what are you hunting? Don't say camel. Anyway, all right, I think we've done enough damage for one day. Today's impossible question, 21% of the millennials are going into debt because of this. What is this? Dating. Yeah, I've been reading all these articles and hearing all this stuff about how uh, people don't date anymore. So the question came to my head, how can this be? Yeah, well... 
you got to listen to the question, 21%. 21%, that means, what, the other 79%, they're not dating. <laughs> they're not going into debt because of dating. Anyway, all right, go have a good Wednesday. That's going to wrap it up uh, for this FBTV podcast. Remember, we drop videos on YouTube. Uh, we'll be dropping the uh, this uh, podcast on YouTube, probably be there uh, tomorrow. Some parts of it might show up today. Uh, take snippets out and do little drops there so you don't have to watch the whole video to get to what you want to see. But anyway, be looking for that on YouTube. Remember, uh, subscribe not only to our YouTube channel, also to our podcast channel if you came across us and not uh, just found us. Yeah, subscribe. Give us a thumbs up, five stars, whatever. Helps us grow. We appreciate you. All right, go have a good uh, go have a good Wednesday. Unless, of course, you've made other plans. We will talk soon. See you.